Friends is a podcast in book club format. This week we've got Conjuring the Devil from September of 2020. Starting off, I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the general feel for this podcast is that we're going to talk about the history of the movie, the plot, the cinematography, special effects, music, and sound effects, and then we give our take uh, on a review. Starting off, Dan, what you got for conjuring the devil oh boy uh so conjuring the devil uh came out this year this is a pretty recent one it came out in 2020 uh that would be this year i don't know why i felt the need to say the the year after i said this year but anyway moving on from that awkward moment uh it came out in september of this year again i said it uh, this <laughs> <the director. laughs> well podcasts aren't necessarily timeline appropriate you could watch them at any point or listen to them rather. And uh, yeah, so it's 2020, by the way, this year, right now, I, still. Anyway, so uh, the director for this movie that came out in 2020 is Max Dementor. Uh, you may have heard of him from such films as Lifeform and Shapeshifter. Ever heard of him, guys? Nope. No. Great. Um, me neither. So this um, was filmed in New say, York. Dan, I hate to interrupt you, but do you know who the writer of this movie is? Uh, Brian... Uh, what was his last name? Start with an S, I think. Brian. Uh, his, the, the writer is Brian Schiavo. Yeah. The director is Max Dementor, whose real name is Brian, Brian Schiavo. Schiavo. Yes. <laughs> wow. So he wow. A fake director name. Huh. So if you actually look on his IMDb page under Lifeform and Shapeshifter, it'll be it'll say, oh, the writer of these and the director of these done as Brian Schiavo. <laughs> That's kind of ingenious because, like, if you hated the cinematography like I did, you could at least be like, well, that's Max Dementor, you know? That guy's a real fucking asshole. He sucks. <laughs> but that Brachiavo guy, right? Now that guy can write a fucking movie. Yeah, because the writing was impeccable yeah. in this film. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so great. It's like I did. You hated the writing and the directing and the cinematography and basically everything about this movie he can give himself 35 names it would still be a garbage movie <laughs> i really like that under the imdb it says the director of this movie is max dementor the writer brian Chiavo. <laughs> so he gave himself credit as a writer as brian Chiavo, but he gave himself credit as the director as max dementor yeah Very with good. room with room for blame elsewhere which was you know <laughs> smart move all Both right. of those individuals suck. <laughs> so this movie was filmed in uh, New York City. Specifically, it was filmed on Long Island and on Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Um, the cost of this movie was approximately $250,000 to film. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Uh, box office. $200,000 of cocaine. I Dude, yeah, tell that's you guys, exactly what I thought about. Yeah. Co- cocaine and spirit Halloween store raids. That is what this movie <laughs> That's what this movie spent its fucking money on. I mean, a smart man would have waited till November 1st. This movie would have cost him half price because you get the discount <laughs> Halloween goods. That's what I'm that's saying. True. So only $125. Great. Look, that's when you it? just double up on the cocaine. And how did he even go in there? He had to be remain socially distant. Oh, wait. You know what? I bet they went to the new Spirit Halloween store that just opened up in Yankee Stadium. 
That's good. There's a Halloween store in Yankee Stadium? <laughs> there is now because they can't win a 28th championship. Oh, oh, oh got him. Got him. This is Horrible <laughs> Friends, the sport podcast. Hey, guys, welcome aboard. <laughs> Derek we're Jeter. Of, we're a bunch of ball heads here. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that this is like 2020's movie, though, right? Like 2020 has been just a shit show. So Conjuring the Devil is just like its movie. This was right. the worst thing to come out of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's finish up with this history. You got All anything right. else? To- <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so as I do every week, I'm going to give you guys what other movies came out this year. But this week, I decided to change it up a little bit. Since this movie is so god awful, I wanted to give you guys some other B-movie type releases that are coming out this year. Uh, you guys are going to react to one of them. So Deep Blue Sea 3. Is hey, ate me. Woo! Yeah, motherfucking shark ate me. That wasn't the one I was looking for, but <laughs> great. Uh, Uncle Peckerhead. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. And Tremors comes out this year. Well, yeah. It, but it doesn't have Kevin Bacon, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Uh, the runtime of this is 114 minutes. <laughs> it's it 114 like, minutes too long. It's like it was nine hours long. <laughs> And it fucking never ended. It just doesn't stop. Like, you think it's going to end, and it just, there's another ending. It's like there's another hour. If you are tasked with somehow staying alive for longer than you need to, so if you have to, some sort of parallel universe, watch this movie because you will stay alive longer because this thing does not fucking end. And lastly, uh, last thing I'll say is if you. Do you want to put yourself through this? You can watch this on Amazon Prime. You can rent this. You have to rent it. It's not free. All right. I I did the better choice. I rented it on YouTube, and YouTube I could fast forward and do two times speed, which was just perfect. Nah, it's pretty perfect. I wasted my shutter <laughs> trial on this movie. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I will say if you watch it on YouTube on your Roku TV, it doesn't give you the speed up option. Oh, no. <laughs> so you I, have to sit and suffer. I, like most of my movies, watch them right off my Amazon Fire Stick. Um, and it gave me the option to buy it on Amazon. And there was a $4.99 option and a $3.99 option. The $4.99 option was to watch the movie in HD, which, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Did you buy this movie? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, rent, well, I rented. I rented the movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you bought this movie with the intention to watch it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I have it for 24 more hours. I don't know how many more times I want to cram this into my you brain. You could fit a but... dozen more times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, I am going to pass this over to Kyle, who is going to do our plot this week. Yeah, thank you. Um, I didn't enjoy it. So we're going to start out there. Uh, I, I'm going to try to maybe blow through this, and we'll we'll try to slow down at certain points. But um, there's a lot of like – uh, the same thing that happens a lot so we'll see what happens just just play with me um so we we start out in a new york city subway car uh there is a guy filming and he's harassing a a, a, a woman who's dressed up to go out and party or whatever maybe she's just hanging out i don't care she's she's dressed fine uh, this guy's 
Good. I, I got to stop you already. Uh, uh-huh. Right there. Oh, that's my first note. Uh, can anyone tell me what they thought when they heard that guy's voice? I can tell you what I thought. I thought, is this guy from the 1920s? He's like, well, yeah. there, mister. Yeah. Why don't you give me your clapper and I'll, I'll take you <laughs> home and do blue skidoo with you. <laughs> he was trying to be so stereotypically New York. It was, it was I like, was I personally think. offended by <laughs> shitty New York impression. Hey, what are you doing here, broad? You want to come back with me to my house? You're going, to Long a, Island? going to a party, huh? Well, you can have a party with me. Ha, ha, ha. Stop oh man, that's a creep. Did you record that for them, Jarvis? That was, that was me. Perfect. That was, that was me. really good. That was the guy. That was really good. Uh, perfect. Uh, so this happened for a little bit. Uh, then a, a a priest, I guess, who's also taking the subway. Uh, he's he just says something to the effect of, "Oh, you like that?" And then he pulls out his um cat and nine uh tail whip, and he just starts shaking it and points it at the woman, and he starts saying something about her being sexual or something and then she starts pole dancing on the yeah. subway poles um worst uh worst pole dance song ever it was bad it was so bad what part was bad specifically because wow the music um, that's that's <laughs> what we're we're focusing on is the all right um well okay so first off like right um dan like it, it's important that I say these things like finally somebody said what everyone needed to hear what that hobo priest was talking about like all these hoes and their low-key provocative subconscious carnal lust thank you somebody said it and finally I'm I'm, and I'm, glad. I'm glad 2020 is finally taking a step in the right direction <laughs> you know, and you know you may not like this priest but He's doing the job he was hired to do, you know? He's he 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 doesn't hold back, you know? He says the things he he means. And so I think we really great. like that kind of attitude in 2020, don't we all? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some would say that we're rounding the curve with that kind of attitude. Yep. I mean, if history has taught us anything, priests are the most trustworthy people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so um, we've all been banished and we're all in hell now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so keep going. Uh, I think during this movie I was stuck in purgatory, but either way. Um, so he stops shaking his thing and then he asks the guy uh do you like what you see and then she's foaming at the mouth i think she dies and then just a quick cut to a hissing nun just she literally goes <sighs> and that's oh, it don't worry if yep. you think that's the last time you're going to hear that <laughs> i literally sat there and said out loud what the fuck yeah and this was all before the title card and uh-huh. i was like what is going on this Chris, is a you don't, two hour movie and I hate myself already. Chris, you don't remember the hissing nuns when you were in uh, Catholic school? D- no, not at all. <laughs> you must be, you were too traumatized. That's yeah. what this movie's about. It's me to, it's, it's about me coming to terms with my trauma. This, uh-huh. is, you're right, this whole movie is just like an illusion of like Catholic school oppression. And the, the bitter irony is that, like, people who, like, the creatives that think of these films, like, from their previous, like, 
trauma from you know nuns beating them with rulers on the knuckles or whatever bullshit they went through the the bitter irony is now now that we are suffering from watching this fucking shitty movie correct so uh the hissing happens and um we we cut to what i coined as the longest opening ever uh followed by uh, a priest giving a sermon uh to a relatively small amount of people uh, he's talking about loving each other. Everybody's having a great time. It's not a great speech, but it's okay. Every and then <laughs> we see a woman. Uh, we see there's a woman not paying attention at all. But we we do see the the cut to our our main character. It just keeps the the camera keeps panning or cutting back over to her with obvious light thrown on her. Like this is the main character. We get it. It's she's there, <laughs> and we don't know anything about her. And then they cut to the 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 two two people in the back of the church uh, talking to each other. And I think the woman says that this guy has a church flirt. Yes. Yeah, that was Dean. That was Dean, the church flirt. Dean, Dean you're Dean. such a church Dean. flirt. Dean. I wrote, yes, it was I wrote eat Alice shit, Dean. Dean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eat shit, Dean. Um, we do, uh, we do learn that there are two people that, uh, that we, that we meet, which is father Brock. He's, he's the bad guy. Um, in this film, we are going to learn pretty quickly. And then we have the other father, Father Dalton. Father Dalton's a good guy. He seems to be like, as long as you're here in church, I don't care what you do. And uh, Father Brock is coming in here to help expand the church, whatever that means. And by expanding are, it, I'm going to shun every person that's here. Correct. Uh, in this church scene, they had to show everybody waving yes. to everybody. And While the speech is happening, everybody's turning around and waving to each other. And I thought the priest was going to be like, uh, guys, hey, hey, me. Hey, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm up here. I'm up here. No, Jesus. I'm up here. I got to talk about Jesus. <laughs> but he doesn't. Everybody just like says hi to each other. Like they haven't seen each other in a week, I guess. And <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, the, the only thing I got from this so far is the actually we're, we're going to jump forward a little bit. Uh, the sermon no. goes, all right. Nope. Go ahead. Oh, wait, are we outside yet? Are we done with the we first sermon? We're about to go outside. Okay. Yeah. We, 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 well, we I, leave the sermon. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just liked that. Our first, like, you know, our introduction to father Dalton, like it was like, okay, we're in a church, you know, the cameras are going everywhere. There's a priest. He has never read a Bible passage before. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was happiest because it was clear from that point that the camera quality from the subway would continue on throughout the whole movie. Because I was I was legitimately worried that it would improve. So I felt at peace through this church scene. So it was good. Think, yeah, worried because, that it would improve. Because <laughs> there might be something redeemable about this film. But um, I, I do want to say, like, as someone who didn't grow up Catholic... Uh, seeing the two priests together, one of them was wearing a big sweater over their gown or whatever they wear, and one of them was mm-hmm. just wearing their regular priest gown. I, I thought it looked like a circumcised guy compared to an uncircumcised <laughs> guy. That's 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 where I went. Mm-hmm. I'm not Catholic. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Cool. Um, that's all. Thanks. It's so we, an interesting, we leave it's the- an interesting thing. Yeah. Right, Dan. <laughs> I, it was just like he had like the big fluffy thing around his neck and it like was just barely coming up to his head. And then the other guy had like a skinny outfit on. And I was like, are they both dicks? Like, what is this? What is going? I've never taken a Rorschach test. 
Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> Look right, at this picture um, of Priest. What do you see? Dicks. <laughs> dicks. Jesus. I'm basically that guy from uh, from that movie where he's just like, yeah, I just drew penises all over. Super the bad. And, yeah, that, uh-huh. that's me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hit him with that anyway anyway so we we leave the church uh just to go outside and this is where i started freaking the fuck out because the audio is not synced up to the to the lips it bothered me so much i was getting so angry watching it not not only is it not synced up because if it was not synced up but it had the sound effects of the area, i.e. cars passing by or just ambiance, whatever you want to call it, I could almost forgive it because that's like a you fucked up, but whatever. Right. Maybe you, you, your hand sh- shook while you were like moving around the audio file. No, no, no. They recorded the lines after they said them with better microphones and didn't sync it up. Yeah, yeah that's uh, usually what that is. It's called ADR, additional dialogue recording. So and but don't you do that for like little bits, not for whole fucking things? Normally, it's like little chunks if they need to fill like a phrase or something like that. But this was like pretty much every outdoor scene. It was like this. So likely, since it was a it was a low budget movie, I'm not like trying to not I'm not trying to redeem it for doing this. But any outdoor scene, you don't get like clean dot clean recordings. So they had all the background noise in the scene, and then. I guess they would either talking and they got that got removed or I, what I'm hoping for is they were just mouthing the words, not saying oh, it to each other. Goodness. After the fact, they just like put the words in because not only did it not line up, those it, it was off with the lips, and then there was additional words like put in <laughs> there, so somebody's mouth could be shut and looking the other way, and they would still be talking. So if you're still at a loss for like what this looks like, picture you're watching something on like, I don't know, TBS or something. And it's a movie with a lot of cursing. And then you just hear someone else's voice going, you mocha choka instead of whatever the fuck you're supposed to say. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it sounded like. It was was ridiculous. It was just the fact that it was so painfully obvious that like it was windy out there. Like everyone's hair is blowing in the wind. And the fact that there is no audible sound. Mm-hmm. And it's just the perfect audio, and then just everyone's hair just moving. It just it, it made me so angry. It was pretty rough. Um, we do get to meet literally everybody else here. There are too many characters. Uh, honestly, there, there's enough names, and I don't think I figured them out until three quarters of the way through the film. If, um, if I did at all, so yeah, I had three we, comments at this part. One, she just introduced us to literally everyone in the church by going. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Mark. Yeah. Hi, Tommy. Hey, Jill. Hey, Keith. This is where I meet you now. Hello. And here is you now. you don't know how to do character development, you just have to, like, literally say, this person over here is Kyle. This person over here is Dan. This is Chris. And this is Jarvis. Yeah, it was was pretty blatant with, like, hilarious scenes of people just being like, Oh, Sandra, how's it going? Like it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty forward. I, I wasn't, I wasn't about it, but we do learn that Kate, who's our main character does exist. Um, she is friends with everybody in the church and that's all 12 of them. And, uh, each of the characters has their own little, what's the words, uh, sins. I guess that's what they're going with in here. 
So we don't learn what everybody's is right away. Um, we do learn that there is a, a transgender member in their crew. There are, um, I, I think that's a majority of it. The mother for the transgender uh, woman was fantastic. Uh, I, I hope that she's actually somebody's mother because she was she was great. Yeah, she was very like motherly and supportive. And yes, like, like we were saying before, how we got to meet everybody. And if you weren't sure who was who, they make sure to to put the camera about four inches from these people's faces. Right. And they the couldn't hold still. Movie. They couldn't yeah. they also couldn't hold still. Yeah. I, it was just, it was shaky footage it, everywhere. Um, as we do see the, the, the two fathers, um, or I guess not fathers, uh, the two uh, priests come out. They are fathers, I guess. They were gay. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we see father Brock and father Dalton standing next to each other. They watch Kate as she walks away and then gives a kiss to a woman. Uh, well, so Kate what? and her. So, so yeah. what? Kate's gay. <laughs> these, so two, the Kate's gay. these two things lead into my other two things. I noticed in this scene. The second thing being that I've never seen so many young, diverse people attend yes. a church. Like this was this had everything. We had a a, a black transgender woman. We had uh, a Hispanic woman, a white guy. We had uh, a, a, a lesbian some, couple, a lesbian couple, an Asian man or a South Pacific man or something. I'll say Middle Eastern. And oh, is he Middle Eastern? Okay. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, no, it, uh, it was clearly. It was, either way, yeah, and uh, and then that leads into the last thing where she walks towards her girlfriend. Yep. And we find the revelation plot twist that she's gay uh, is that her heels are mic'd up better than any of these people are. <laughs> so loud. Uh, and she gives him a kiss, gives her a kiss and walks away. And then the last line that I wrote for uh, Father Brock says, they shall be put to death. And then Father Dalton just goes, hmm. <laughs> and they just kind of cut away. Um Cut away to Kate and her partner as they're walking down the street. Her partner is very bad at acting. Uh, Kate's talking about loving God. She doesn't know exactly who God is, what they are, man, female. Um, what is that God? Are, <laughs> what is a God? But she knows that God's there, and then that's fine. And then her partner's like, I don't know why you go to church, because you don't exactly fit in there. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. Kate's like, Kate's like, but I feel the love. And then they get into like uh, fake play, and then she says, you're lucky you have a great ass. And then Kate goes, I do, don't I? And then they cut to black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was just very poorly written. I'm mean, the only thing I noticed about like, Kate's partner, like you said, she was very bad at acting and she had brown teeth. So, yeah, this is this is not a podcast where we make fun of people and their distinct physical traits. But good fucking Christ, the teeth on that woman, man, I couldn't stop. I fixated on it. I couldn't and, look away. And it, it, frankly, it helped her because she was one of the worst actors in the whole movie. So um, and we had like a solid, like three minute makeout session later in the movie. And the whole time I couldn't even focus on what was going on. I just kept thinking of the teeth. Um, yeah, it was the acting, like we said, was bad. Her teeth were pretty bad. And then also the, the problem I have going uh, this is not the only problem. This is the problem. The problem this I have going on with the one problem with this whole movie <laughs> is that everybody has a similar name to each other. So we have Tara and we have Sarah. 
we have Dean and we also have like Don. Like they, they're so close to like the names that are. Uh, I was like, who's who? And half the time, everybody was talking. They were like, hey, hey, so Sarah. And I'm like, was that Tara or Sarah? Which one was it? Yeah, but that's how I make friends. See, my name's Dan. So I searched for someone named Don. When I found ah. him, I was like, this is my friend now. Okay. Come to my so weird church. <laughs> <laughs> we like gay uh, people here. So we, I'm going to move forward. So we go ahead. Uh, we get an actual sermon from Father Brock. He's getting pretty, uh, pretty heavy handed on the um, everybody here sucks uh, thing. And <laughs> what I found was hilarious was that at one point, he's starting to say stuff and specifically he says that uh, a, a gay or lesbian relationship is against the church and as they do that they cut to Kate and you see her gasping just looking just absolutely shocked in whatever way that she can but they didn't film it for long enough so the guy in the background was slow-mo falling back as she was just like gaping they just slowed the footage down like oh. it wasn't slow-mo on purpose it was slow-mo because they wanted to get like whatever effect was there it going. was, it was so weird it was very bad. I did not uh, notice that. But then yeah. again, I, I don't think I was really paying attention anyway. That's yes. Are you insinuating that there was some level of post-production in the making of this movie? <laughs> it was all post-production. Yeah, it was you had to record all the dialogue. <laughs> that would imply that somebody watched this film and said, "I'll just tweak this one thing, and then it's a winner." Yep. <laughs> The, the editor was Max Dementor. Like I, sure. like, like I said with Robert, if you direct, write, edit, produce, and cinematography for the same movie, it's either going to be a great movie or a real shitty movie. And this one squarely lands in one of the areas. <laughs> uh, I'm upset that none of you are mentioning that we had to watch two full sermons within 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> Correct. Like, Two sermons, and they weren't short. No, they were actual sermons. They were almost full sermon length. You could you could watch this film every Sunday, and the church would be like, "Good job." The, yeah, it was that counts the church. Yeah, that's Kansas church. It was you like a Twitter rant. Um, so uh, Kate gets very upset. Um, she leaves. Everybody leaves. Uh, the one woman. Uh, Everybody flips. gets their own walkout speech. <laughs> it was like being on the Oprah show. You get a walkout. You get a walkout. You get a walkout. <laughs> right. The best one was the last person to leave. Uh, she gets to flip off the priest, which I was like, that's that's good. Um, and then seconds later, they're all outside with their signs and everything, and they're protesting. They're protesting about how much the church hates everybody. Um and then we get probably my favorite prop of the whole, well, one of my favorite props, which is uh, the news microphone that just has the word news on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wrote it down. <laughs> and well, that, that's the other thing. How did they make these signs so fast? It's like you walked out of the church 45 seconds ago and everybody has their own, like, down with the church and down with the, yep. the monster. Down with the sickness and, yeah. Jesus is um, hella chill. Jesus is yeah. hella chill. <laughs> so the, what's great about this scene is that they use the news microphone and you actually got sound that link that synced up with the lips because they would just use the news microphone to record everybody. You could hear them like grab the mic and get closer and it would start out like this and then it would just be like, anyway, so this is how I feel about the everything. <laughs> so it, it, it was 
it was just bad. There was no quality in any of the the, the microphones. I don't know, man. I mean, you should have just found a way to have an excuse to for this whole movie. Whoever's going to be holding a microphone, and yes, where they could have actually been able to understand people. This is right. this is the moment where I realized this whole plot is so. Re- I know, I know. This is the moment where I realized it was ridiculous, though. This is the moment. Like, this, this is, is the moment. <laughs> this was it. Because I was like, wait, the whole plot is that this priest is coming in to try to improve a church that's doing great and expand it by pushing away all of the members and being hateful. Like, wait, this doesn't He's make cleansing any sense. It. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, his next words were, we're going to cleanse this church. But then there's no um, one there if you cleanse it. Problem solved. <laughs> uh, that's how oh, that's that's our favorite thing in it is that you can't fuck up it if nobody can use the product so as long as they can't go to church they can't be bad sinners because they're not at the church come on man makes sense that makes, it makes yeah it makes sense, sense to me uh so we the uh, father brock's very upset his cleanse the church thing happens then they cut to father brock out in his apartment he get there's a ring at the, the door and he opens the door and it's the crazy priest from the beginning part of the film, which I guess that's the only reason why this guy had to exist in the beginning part of the film is to be able to hand over the cat of nine tails to uh, to our, our father here. And uh, Father Brock takes it and he scurries in the room and uh, our other father, they'd live together, I guess. Um, not gay. And they... They just, uh, he sees them, and I, I think that's the end of that scene. There's just a bunch of oversaturated shots, uh, with a bunch of high noise because they're trying to overcompensate for the uh, the background. And uh, yeah, then we see Father Dalton writing something, and then Father Brock gets into it. I sped up the video at this point. Uh, then we cut to Kate with her partner, they're arguing about their relationship, and uh, Kate's partner, Tara, uh, is upset because she says that. Okay, but if you get the church back and working, won't you love them more than me? Yeah, and it's a trap question. Also, it's a it's a twelve year old question. Classic trap question. <laughs> you don't answer that one. I've had my wife ask me that many times. If you get the church back, won't you love it more than me? You just gotta just dis- you, you gotta deflect. Be like, let's get some ice cream. Easy. I mean, you don't want to tell your answer is always going to be yes, right? Correct, but. Uh, she, uh, Kate says, "What are you talking about?" And then she just said, "You didn't ask me about if I would feel this kind of way." And then she goes, "Oh," and then Kate says, "You're cute and I love you." And she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't, I don't think this man has ever heard or participated in a conversation <laughs> because this is <laughs> it's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> nobody talks that way <laughs> not at all um so we uh, so then they they kiss uh they go in for a very close-up shot of a kiss and i thought they were gonna play it out differently but kate kate goes in for the kiss and just fucks it up she had she had a whole two lips to hit and she hit the nose and then so <laughs> she fixes it and goes in for the next one and then I think they start making out. Mike, do you think yeah. she purposely missed? I was just gonna say that she didn't want to hit those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, oh, did, did I miss your mouth? Oh, I'm sorry. And she just hits the chin. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Let's just let's try something else. I feel like that, there's <laughs> no, a how about we just shake hands. There's a pause in the middle of that movie where she turns to Max Dementor and just goes, 
Come on. Do I have to? Do I have to? Can we get a stand in here? We need it. We need some clean teeth. Come on. Can we just get a stand in mouth for a second? <laughs> yeah, you know, some people have a body to see that. I need a Visalign strip. Stat. She just she just needs like a teeth double. <laughs> yes. Um we're really shitting on this woman. <laughs> I, I feel, feel bad. so bad. I, I, I feel terrible. I feel very bad. Um so, just, yeah. so let's go back to her acting. Her acting was terrible. Yeah, now we can comment on that. You know what? Yeah, that's true. Let's not be superficial and talk about that. Let's talk about something genuine. Like her acting is just not very good. I'm sorry. She needs to do better. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like a little bit, but maybe this was, I don't know if this was her first film or not. It seems like a number of these actors, and uh, we, we looked at their IMDb's a little bit, uh, a chunk of them uh, have other films that they've been in, which I was surprised. I'll just say that much. I, I am surprised they were in other films. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're we're cutting back and forth a little bit to, to the father. There's a lot of cuts in this film. There's no graceful cuts. They're all just uh, cut to black or cut to the next scene and cut back or whatever. Um so the father rolls up in his SUV as they're, as they're kissing. He's watching them. And then he starts like moaning and groaning. And he starts uh, whipping himself with a cat of nine tails. He's, he's self-flagellating. And he is uh, kind of freaking out a little bit. And then he's he starts like shaking the thing like the other priest did. And I think we get a sign of the, um, the, the creepy nun from earlier as well. Um, nothing ostensibly and uh, nothing actually happens to these to these women as they're making out and kind of go into town on each other um, until they go to bed. <laughs> so they, uh, well, yeah. yeah hey yeah. man, you got to whip away the boner, father Brock, whip, I, whip away the boner, <laughs> father Brock. Flagellated. That's, you know, that's what it seemed like. He was watching and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> damn it. This is nice. We we do get a, a slow mo of Father Brock coming though I think when he's yes. like he's smacking himself with the whips. I'm gonna. This back is up. awesome. I was I was just gonna back up you, Jarvis, and say that is definitely what he was doing. He was definitely whipping it away because right because he doesn't have to whip himself because in the later scenes he's not whipping himself over it. He's whipping the air. This is the only scene where he's whipping himself. Correct. He loves it. Right. And so we've got to tell himself that he doesn't love it by whipping himself. Now, this is also this is where mm-hmm. we we hear the incantation for the first time. Right. Yes. Summoning of the nun. Why? Why do these spell? First off, this is this is a priest casting a spell. That's what this is. Why do these shitty movies always have to make spells rhyme? <laughs> did anyone else write it down? Uh, I did not write it down. Allow okay. me. It's okay. not as uh, a law of Dr. Seuss. If you want to have something come through, it has to rhyme. Yeah, the law of Seuss. Sister of fire, sister of light, remove their evil with thy might. Scourge the demons who move by night. Whip them till their blood burn bright. Yeah, and he says that a bunch of times. Um, like all I, bunch. I think, the, I think he... When when the the, the writer director uh, man himself had to come up with something, the actor was probably like, "I don't know what the line can line." Please. He's like, "Okay, fine, I'll just make it rhyme," and he made the line rhyme. <laughs> and that's just I, I get no, it's just garbage. It's garbage writing. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so Kate falls asleep. They both are fall. They fall asleep very quickly. I guess after their their romp. And Kate uh, has a bad dream, and it's the best bad dream in the world. 
it's her in hell being prodded with a uh with a, a two dollar uh a pokey stick Ugh. and <laughs> there's shitty fake fire in front of them i think that's all a uh, special effect and oh, it was special it all right it was special <laughs> and uh then the another woman comes up and says like she's a bad person or something like that and uh i don't really remember what she said but then she uh gets woken out of her her sleep or bad dream by the by her her partner and she's like it must have just been a bad dream just go back to sleep and she does and uh, you did skip over the part where the uh like the dollar store halloween costume of a demon was I, like, I sort of mentioned it it was a two dollar yeah. pokey stick i don't what it, what is the uh, uh that dream, I don't know what that, that dream scene in totality cost $48 to film, and it was sponsored oh by Spirit Halloween. 100%. <laughs> you had the pokey stick. To, to clarify for all those who don't want to see this, um, the pokey stick is that devil trident that you get yeah, that's the word. from yeah. Spirit Halloween. She was in chains, the ones that are hanging on the decor rack that are made of foam, also mm-hmm. from Spirit Halloween. Um <laughs> And the makeup that was worn by the devil women dancing, uh, one of which was meant to be her partner, the woman who approaches her wearing oh, the goat, yeah. Oh, yeah, wearing the goat mask. That is her partner in makeup, symbolizing like she is the devil, or and she is causing you to sin and whatever. But yeah, it was it was something. A lot of symbolism, really doing well here. Um, this was the moment I checked out. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I saw a two dollar is... pokey stick, and I was done. I think this was a what thirty minutes in. It's it's been a while. It's like twenty or thirty minutes. It, it was thirty minutes, something like that. Uh, it doesn't matter. So we, we keep moving. Um, that's not to say that there was like a lot of plot before this. It's just a lot of moving and shifting of camera angles. That's about thirty minutes right there. Yes. So okay. So I did write down a little bit more from the the, the dream. Sorry. Um, uh, so she, uh, the her partner, I think she says, "I don't know what you're doing." And I said, "This is apt for the director, d- the director of this movie." Nobody knew what they were doing. Got him. And then, <laughs> got him. Then the devil woman starts to make out with her, and then shoves her tongue down her throat, and then the creepy nun r- returns. Uh, uh, Kate wakes up, and she looks like she's laughing at the absurdity of this writing, and then she's instantly back to sleep. Uh, Father. Dalton oh yeah they, uh, they they meet up with Father Dalton the next day and he's asking about the bad dream I, it, it doesn't really mention whose house this is he's just at one of their houses or they're at his house doesn't really matter um, then we we do cut uh, he's like maybe it's just a uh, it's just a dream like shut up maybe he says maybe it's because Father Brock showed up and you're just mad whatever uh, we cut to some like very bad low light shots outside of another house and then we have uh, James. James is laying in bed. So this is where the, the, I'm going to start speeding up because there's not a lot to these scenes. All these scenes keep on happening. I'm going to give you the general uh, feel of this. We meet some of our characters from earlier. They explain the movie explains what their sin is. And then the father shows up and starts uh, shaking his uh, fist and the, the, the whip. Flagellate the air. He flagellates the air, and then uh, their sin comes up and murders them or something. Uh, it's not a spoiler. It's just going to happen for the next fucking 55 minutes in the movie. Yeah, sounds about and, right. Can I, point, uh, can I point one, only one he, scene out? 
Oh, oh no no! I, I want to go through each each murder. Oh real quick. all right, go I'm for just, it. I'm just I'm just gonna blow through them though because the, I just want to get the the feel of it. So we meet up with James. His sin was that he used to do heroin, and his girlfriend Lydia shows up, and Lydia is a uh, in a very uh, sexy outfit, and she jumps on top of James and says, "I brought you what you need. You know you want it, and it's heroin." And he's like, no, I don't want it. And then he goes and finds his heroin that he had hiding in the house because he's been clean for a year, guys. And he uh, he's <laughs> he's like, I don't want to do this. And then he does it anyway. And the there's a part of, the, of this scene where he's he's throwing glass from the cupboard down onto the floor, but they couldn't get all of that in one shot for whatever reason. So they <laughs> they keep cutting back to somebody throwing glass onto the floor, which I thought was great. Um, cause this is actually somebody's house. See, I thought it was going to make like a difference that he was going to use a broken shot of mirror to like slit his wrist. That's why they're foreshadowing by showing the broken mirror. No. And they don't. It, the no. broken mirror has literally nothing to do with anything. He does. So he does his drugs and then Lydia show, uh, comes home and she's like, Hey James, where are you at? And then she opens the door to James and he's just laying sprawled out on his bed with uh, 15 needles in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of needles in his arms because he shot up a lot of drugs. Yes. I mean, it and then the welts, yeah. the welts were like, why? You don't, I don't think you get welts from doing no, drugs. This is I don't know. This is definitely. Uh, oh, okay. have, have you ever shot heroin? Uh, not recently. Yes, I have done oh, the heroin. This is definitely <laughs> how the heroin works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why did he have hundreds of drugs in the toilet? Like, yeah. like hundreds of dollars worth of drugs. Like he had like for, he had fifteen needles. Like that's not mm-hmm. like an emergency supply. Like an emergency supply is like under a floorboard, and they're they're like in a glass case, I, and there's I'm, like one needle. The I, amount I, of I, drugs I, and needles he had—that's like a drug kit that he's keeping, like yeah, in the toilet. I have to say, as, like, someone who, like, has struggled with, like, cigarettes and stuff, like, just, like, that form of addiction, which clearly isn't, like, to this level, but even oh, that level. Oh, it's the level, exact same. But even. Did you did you ever get to the point where you were hiding cigarettes in your toilet tank? No, no, no. But, but like, listen. So, like, he's like, I'm I'm a year clean. But this dude has a pack of drugs under there. I would not be able to stay away from, like, smoking. If I just had a pack hiding in my house, like that thing would be open in two seconds. My willpower wouldn't be able to do it. So I, I, I just was like, what the fuck? How does he just have a pile of drugs hiding in his toilet? It was a metric ton of drugs. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> so like, oh, okay, to, to its credit, even though it was predictable and derivative, much of this film is, I mean, like it was, I think it was kind of like a halfway competent arc, even though there's no character development up to this point. It's just like, James was an addict. He's going to die by drugs. Like, all right, we get it. But like, I, I kind of like the fact that he had like fucking 15 needles in him. Like it looked ridiculous, but that's budgetary. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, that was kind of cool. Like I kind of saw where he was going, but I'll pepper in some compliments here and there, but that, yeah. 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 Um, it's more so than we, I'm willing to do. <laughs> so we, we do leave. Um, uh, we, we come to, um, we got Kate walking up to somebody's house. It's Lydia's house. She meets uh, her aunt Marla, who's uh, anybody else. She sounded like a, like a, like an Eastern European grandmother, right? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah, absolutely. She, she was like, Lydia cannot come to house. And she was like, why? And she's like, she is sad. And then Lydia was like, oh, just let her in. She's like, okay, you come for a minute. And then she, 
<laughs> so she comes inside. Um, Lydia lights up a cigarette. She, they make a joke about uh, Lydia's aunt being a jailer. They all laugh. It's really awkward. And then, uh, then Kate leaves. She finds a coin on the ground. Um, she cuts back to her home, her home, her home, and finds the same coin. So the coin is outside of both houses. Seems like the father's leaving little uh, little presents around, but we don't know yet. Yeah, spooky um, coins. So this is my favorite scene. This is almost actually. I, I feel like this has gone on for a uh, hundred years. It's only been forty one minutes because Kate goes back to the church. She walks up to the altar, and then Jesus yells at her. This is my favorite scene too. And then she's like, "But I, I tried not to upset you. I'm sorry, Jesus." And he's like, "You've done too wrong." And then she gets smacked in the back of the head with a, a Jesus on a cross, like one of the ones she would hang up. And she's, she's like, "Ah!" And she falls down. And then seven other of those little tiny Jesus on cross uh, start flying around her in just this idiotic, bad special effect of, of spit. It was just ridiculous and this kicks off like the theme of like floaty things that look (laughs) awful it was so bad and there's like the floating crosses floating rebar floaty this floaty that it was floating it was so bad everything was legitimately on um fishing wire and they just (laughs) they just had it like flying in circles it was hilariously bad um i'm gonna start calling i checked back in (laughs) Hmm? I checked back in for that scene, and then when it was over, I checked right back out. <laughs> That's perfect. I think I'm going to start calling those special ed facts, not special ed facts. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Yeah, I like um, that. No, I, so, that scene was cool, yeah. though, because then like Father Brock comes yeah. out, and he's like, he's like, you are going to be excommunicated. I'm like, fuck yeah, Father Brock, excommunicate these hoes. Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Were you and, seeing Father Brock during this whole movie? Yeah, no, I love Father Brock, man. <laughs> Father Brock was uh, the unsung hero in this whole movie. No, I can't say that yet. But so uh, there's a scene where she's like, she leaves the church and it's completely silent. They just forgot to put audio there, I guess. Um, and they go back. Uh, Kate and Tara are fighting. Um and then we get interspliced scenes of Jean, who we now learn is her her name is Jean. <clears throat> she is the, the the trans woman, or soon to be well, trans going into having her surgery soon. She's amping up for her surgery the next day, uh, doing makeup on herself, and is just drinking wine, looks sad. And then she, father shows up outside, starts shaking his little his little thing, and then the the nurse or the nun shows up and she says, "Beware, the change is coming." And then, honestly, the best thing that happened in this whole movie was the uh, special effects makeup that they used on Jean's body, yep. which dismorphed the whole body, had it almost melting. But uh, and then the mom said, "You look like a, a beast," or, or or something like that. And then she felt terrible, and then she kills herself. She just slices her wrist and then hangs herself. Surprisingly yeah. adequate makeup job. I will it, agree. It, very. Cool. It was really good. Very cool. Um, if that if that had been in the rest of the movie, like I might have gotten up, like done a little, accepted this movie a little bit better, but no. Um, anyway, so the police show up. The landlord kicks in the door. Um, the policeman says to the landlord, "You know, don't puke on me. Sometimes I got to clean up puke off my shoes." And they see the dead body, and then the policeman pukes on his own shoes, which it was funny. It was fine. And the next like two minutes is Kate talking to um, 
Kate's talking to Father Dalton, I think. And yes, you're talking to Father Dalton. And then the police officer's still in the background kind of puking, which I was like, that's actually pretty funny. I, I That was probably like one of my favorite parts of this movie because it was just like so low-key funny. I don't think it was intentional. No. I just don't think this director knew what he was doing. No, but I think the police officer just started doing his own shit and it worked. Like it actually was a good scene. Yeah. Um, and his voice though, his voice was like, everybody else was like, hey, how's it going? And he came and he's like, I'm I'm a police officer. Yeah, he had, he had the worst shocked face ever. He walked in, he was like, what? 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 I can't believe what's going on. I'm a New York City cop, and I've never seen a dead body before. <laughs> he was so uh, over the top. He was amazing. Yes. Yeah, he was the best character. We don't get a lot of him. We only get like another scene of him later on. But uh, we then we uh, kate's talking to father dalton and then we see father dalton is starting to, to trail brock in the fake rain <laughs> I, I, I did definitely notice that they put rain special effects over this scene of them getting in the car and driving down the street and then just said fuck it we don't want it anymore and then it wasn't raining anymore <laughs> uh, we ran out of our rain budget we can't have we could have rain when they're in the car, but when they're out of the car we can't afford that that's expensive rain we can afford that rain <laughs> Mom. So no more rain. My mom said we had to turn the hose off, guys. Fuck. There's <laughs> <laughs> this scene. Hey, uh, can, I would we go? love that if they just yes. like pan to the left and you just see some guy holding a hose on the car. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been happier, but instead it was just like little trickles of, of, of <laughs> CGI. It was bad. Can we can we like can we shoot back to the the Gene dream scene real quick? Like oh yeah sure yeah I mean. I, if we're going to go one by one with the the killings, like, I, I just want to address some things. Like, first off, all right, so in the dream, her mom comes in, who is clearly very supportive of, you know, her transition. Um, and she begins calling her son, right, implying that she mm-hmm. is recognizing his, his male, at, the fact that he is a male. Um, and he doesn't even, like, she doesn't even address it at all in the dream. Right. But like, you know, whatever, like the the whole idea and the whole premise behind like what this was setting up. I was like, I was like, okay, this is good. And this is where like, you know, he ends up looking in the mirror, like the little handheld mirror and he smashes it and it shows the shards of ground or shows the shards of mirror on the ground. And then they barely did anything with that. Like he just had a dream that he like he did a complete scarification of his entire body in this you know, pursuit of being beautiful and like being who he wants to be. And then he wakes up out of that dream. Like that was such a missed opportunity, man. Like if you really wanted it to be like a shocking murder, like have them find him completely like scarred to hell, Mm. you know? Yeah, that's fair. And instead they, they went with like a a simple quote unquote simple, uh, they just cut his wrist with, with the, the mirror. There was bone hanging out of his like in the in the wrist yeah. area, like he cut deep. Yeah. Why'd you have to hang yourself too? I, was, I, have, I was gonna say the same thing. You don't need to yeah. slit your wrist and hang yourself. You're kind of like he's like, like, a little bit of overkill. He like cut his wrist and he's like, it's not fast enough. I gotta hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> On like a, a shower, um, it was a shower head, which those are notoriously Strong. not going to hold that you up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go up a little bit. Um, we get to our next. Uh, we find out that Father Brock doesn't 
he's at somebody else's house. It's Sarah's house. So Sarah uh, was amazing. Sarah has some really sick tats. Like, yeah, I was not expecting any tattoos at all. Fucking and, cool tattoos, man. I want to find and, out where she goes. And Sarah was uh, also extremely hot. Sarah has some big old boobies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they made sure that they filmed all the right places. They had a close-up of her stomach, as I put in the quotes, uh, because that's where... Uh, she gets stabbed in a few seconds, but it was just her boobs that and her panties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's she's crocheting. I guess uh, she's she starts to uh, the father starts doing his thing. Turns out um, I think she passed out or something like that. And then uh, she has a bad dream, but it's not really a bad dream because her stomach is starting to grow and grow and grow. I think the implication here was that she had an abortion and. Uh, the father was uh, found out about that. I guess I don't know. Oh, that's right. The uh, the new <clears throat> the new priest stole the uh, old uh, files. Uh, that's yeah, how yeah, he knows uh, all the stuff about these people. Gotcha. So yeah, so she had a so she had an abortion at some point, and then uh, she's got some crochet needles near her, and then the nun the nun pops back up finally again and says, uh, "Kill yourself." And she goes, "No, I don't want to." And the nun goes, "Okay," and then kills her with <laughs> <laughs> old crochet needles. Um. And uh, she uh, she dies. That's yeah. that's pretty much what happens yeah. with that. Um, For me, the best part of this whole scene was when the priest is on the lawn, like summoning the nun. The other priest rolls up in his car, and so you're seeing it from his perspective. And so it's just it you see the silent, dead silence, standing on the lawn, like whipping this thing, whipping this thing. So it cuts back to the priest on the lawn. He's you could hear him doing his thing. Cut back to the priest in the car, just dead silence. Just he's like crazy priest on the lawn waving a whip. I was I was laughing my ass off. That was the it was hysterical. It was another unintentional funny scene. Every time I saw so the priest out there, I was like, what if the neighbor sees him just out here like huh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's a, um, there's a priest on my neighbor's lawn. He's flagellating him. So he's what? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps on saying the same thing over and over again. It rhymes, I don't know. Um so then we uh we cut to the father. <laughs> Well, the father thinks everybody's having a bad time. What do you got? You got something else? Well, yeah, no. Like, can we did we not talk about like the in in the womb shots? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of, of the foam baby from Spirit <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that it was weird. The, the baby was inside of her, and she just keeps on yelling like, "I can't do it again." Whatever. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> it was pretty awkward. Um, and the two dollar baby was pretty bad. Um, so we, we do, uh, the father says that, you know, everybody's just kind of freaking out and we should, we should have a cleansing day party. Um, so (laughs) she's like, uh, Kate's like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So they're at this cleansing day party. There's some like awkward small talk, uh, between, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dean and, and, uh, Alice again. And it's really weird. Um, and then I think Tara starts choking and they decide, okay, she's choking, so we have to give her an emergency tracheotomy. So the priest is like, I have to do it. That's the first place he went. It wasn't to yep. dial 911. He's like, get me a pen, motherfucker. I have been waiting for this day. This was and- already, like, the lamest party I've ever seen. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, yeah, nobody knows how to, like, do the hammock maneuver. Just Let's just stab a hole in her throat <laughs> so she can breathe again. 
they're like she's having a she's having a, a, a an attack she's having like a allergic reaction to something and they're like okay no epipen tracheotomy and just <laughs> <laughs> um so the lights start to flicker uh she's saying let me talk or something like that and then the, the, it's the nun has taken over her um the nun has superpowers i guess and uh tara starts floating in the air and she's able to start manipulating things with her mind and this is probably the the best like two minutes of this movie because everybody dies everybody in the film besides kate and tara and father dalton pretty much die in the next like two seconds yeah what what was your favorite death scenes in here everybody the the decapitation because (laughs) because it was they so it shows like this woman get like her head cut off which by like a small piece of something like a plate it was a plate and and when it happens it cuts to the wall and they just they clearly just filled like a bag with like this red dyed water or something (laughs) and you just see the stream just spraying on the wall yes uh yeah that was a good one. I think, does Dean get his head cut off? My favorite was, I, well, speaking to Dean, he sacrificed himself to save the other lady. <laughs> and I have, uh, Dean got himself face forked. <laughs> face fork. New band name. Yep. yep. <laughs> Dan called it. He did. Um, uh, okay, so mine's actually not a killing. But my absolute favorite is when the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil <laughs> monkey, uh, <laughs> monkey, what, what would you call that? A little. It's like a, it's like a wood tchotchke or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's a trinket that, yeah. that comes from one of the shelves and it just whaps, the, whaps Father Dalton in the head and he doesn't react to it physically at all. He just gets like kind of cross eyed. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and then falls like, down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- there's some uh, chairs thrown around, um, plates decapitate Lydia, like we said. Um, My- forks and knives. Dean takes a fork to the head. Oh, the electrocution of the mother. That was great. Yep. Yeah. I- my this was just so off the walls. Everybody died in some wacky way. My absolute favorite part came after all these killings, though. So when the EMT, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when the EMT and the detective are there abusively interrogating the victims mm-hmm. of all these deaths, mm-hmm. um, the EMT takes a Q-tip and is just <laughs> smacking the priest in the head with it. <laughs> Like trying to clean up blood, but there's no blood there. She just keeps smacking him in the head. I wrote down the EMT has clearly never treated a wound in her life. (laughs) But even like before this, like after this whole thing went down, everybody dies. They try to banish the nun. They banish, basically banish the nun from the party and they get it out of the girl's body. She doesn't like fade out. She doesn't disappear. She just like walks up the stairs and leaves. Yes. The <laughs> she raises her arms up in the air. She raises her arms up in the air and she's like, goodbye. goodbye. Oh, <laughs> time I'm hitting the old dusty trail. <laughs> Is this the way out? Oh, don't worry. I'll see myself out. Ooh. <laughs> she like shuffles up the stairs, arms Be up in the air. Be quiet when you leave. My parents are sleeping. <laughs> 
Holy <laughs> shit, man. This whole scene, oh. the whole thing. All right. But the EMTs, man, the other EMT who is like, yes. who is crudely ripping out the murder <laughs> instruments of one of the bodies while the interrogation is going on simultaneously. He had the best line in the whole movie. This, this line was worth the movie. It, he said, man, maybe the quiche flopped, huh? this was a party oh it doesn't look like any party i've been to maybe the quiche flopped huh and i was just like holy fuck that's better than any law and order suv line i've ever heard yeah, Law and Order as you three. The same thing. Law and Order, two doors to the end. It is SPU, by the way. That's the joke. Uh, oh, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Law and Order, two doors to the end. <laughs> Maybe that's the show that guy's from. Maybe it was like a crossover episode. <laughs> Hey, that's the same oh EMT God. from Law and Order SUV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Um, I think the only God, thing that hurt the most for me at this point was all this crazy shit happened. And then I look and I'm like, there's still almost another fucking hour of this. I, yeah. I swear to God, it did the same thing. I ran <laughs> to my Xbox. I was like, hang on, let's see how much longer. There's still 54 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt yeah. that way like many times throughout the movie like, i would go just like okay how much time's left because I, I don't want to watch it i was like oh we've, i've only seen eight minutes of this movie <laughs> you know guys I'll, I'll let you guys know something i don't have many more notes i, I this is the okay, part good. where i kind of checked out after this yeah i'm i'm just gonna blow through this next part because I, I also started skipping through but we do we do move over to um uh, sarah's house they finally find sarah's body i don't know what happened why they ended up at her house but they, they end up at her house and uh detective jones which they meet on the front door he's just like he's this actually jacked police officer and he's dumb as a bag of rocks and he <laughs> the the priest shows up there and he goes oh how did she die and he's like i can't tell you and then he's like okay i'll tell you anyway and he goes she was stabbed in the abdomen and the priest goes, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And the detective goes, yeah, she was stabbed in the stomach. You know, the abdomen. <laughs> I'm a, but that, that detective was like one of the most over the top, like stereotypical yes. New York. A massive detectives. Yeah. <laughs> and I was personally. No, 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 no. Not, not the fat detective. The, the super Jack guy that was oh, outside. The Jack guy, yeah. But even yeah. the fat guy, the fat detective, he was like a little bit too on the nose as a stereotypical like fat New York detective. Uh, I fucking loved him, man. Fat fat detective Vito is my favorite character in the whole. I, I, I was personally offended by that <laughs> stereotype. He is in a ton of movies as literally the same character. He is just the fat Italian fat Italian guy. cop. <laughs> it's so perfect. Um, so we're gonna keep moving on um he he goes back to his house he finds the coin again uh in father brock's room or something like that he searches the basement father dalton finds the book the book is apparently the, the way that father brock found uh out about this whip um it it's got the same symbol on it and brock's back at it again uh at kate's this time it's kate um kate is trying to cut her wrist with a butter knife um the nun 
which is just perfect. Uh, the nun is like, just just do it, cut yourself, kill yourself, and she's like, okay, and then um, uh, she gets out of it somehow. I think uh, Father Dalton shows up and is like, hey, you're actually not. You don't have to worry about it. Like you're not. Yeah. And, and, Kyle, there's and one then, uh, detail that you forgot. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Did you enjoy when uh, this first happened and Kate? Uh, started floating and they did a uh, screen or did, they focused on her feet, not touching the ground. And it's oh, that was terrible. I hit every second of it. That was a nightmare. For like 30 seconds, it's just her feet floating. And <laughs> there was work to be done in the pedicure, in the pedicure area. Okay. And I got so giddy with excitement. I was just like, yes. Mike hates this. I know he does. <laughs> I will have to. I'll have to grab that screen grab because I don't remember that. Um, Chris, so we uh, wait. No, I, I want to shoot message to Chris. Chris, I huh? saw a scene at this part where the priest is outside and he's in the street, and they made it a point to film him moving out of the street because a car was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and all I wrote was car. Twenty minutes out of this movie if they didn't show okay, I'm gonna drive to this person's house and show the entire drive over. Say, okay, yeah. I'm gonna walk from the car to the house. It's they it's just so much unnecessary things that this is had out I of time in this movie. Right, but why? I appreciate that. This movie's already almost at two hours. Sorry, go ahead. No, Dan. it's okay. They they always showed the the priest with the cat whip. They always showed his car with his uh, "Keep Christ in Christmas." <laughs> they always showed it every time that he left. He's like, "Well, I guess it's time to go." Keep Christ in Christmas. See you guys. That's funny. Um, I can't take an evil priest seriously that drives a compact SUV. <laughs> I'm the TRV. Come uh, on. Yeah. So uh, at some point, I think, yeah, I think it's at the house. Uh, Father Dalton's been stabbed in the back of the neck by a piece of wood. That's how um, uh, Kate gets out of her spell or something like that. Uh, it was not interesting. He got stabbed and then it just like they put the two pieces, like the one piece in the back and the other piece going up instead of like down how it should have been. It was it was just a poorly put together special effect. Um, and then the nun raises her arms again and then leaves spookily. <laughs> yeah, this is at the point where I was th- for this point of the rest of the movie, I was trying to come up with a punchline to uh, so two priests and an evil nun walk into a house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you figure it out? Uh, not yet. Okay, <laughs> keep working on it. I really want to hear it. Question for everyone um, except for Kyle Did any, and I already know Jarvis's answer because his is the same as mine. <clears throat> But did anyone actually know how this movie ends, except for Kyle? No. I don't. It never okay. felt like it ever ended. It just kept going. It just kept going. Okay. I, I just, I, yeah. there was some like real shitty line right after this where the yes. priest was like, <laughs> he got a whip with her blood on it, and he's using some kind of blood magic to control her. With the blood on the whip, like some kind, uh-huh. and this was like like some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> and then he he lifts her up in the air and then says the second worst line, which is Tara, are you feeling a little high? As he uh, lifts her up in the air, 
like I said, this guy has never participated or heard a conversation in his entire life. He does not know how people talk. <laughs> it's the most contrived dialogue I've ever heard. This this dialogue, you know what? It would be better if he came out and explained that this was actually created by AI with just words that it found on Twitter or something, and that that would be perfect. But Are you I saying don't a think bot wrote this. I don't think that's how this happened. I would. I hope so. <laughs> Dude, we, we're not going to glance over um, the scene that led up to her like floating in the air. Like, do you feel a little high? Which was great. It was a good payoff. But the yes. the first off, like. She's getting text messages. Is it from the nun? Like, who's texting her? Uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is <laughs> she's the getting fucking... just like kill yourself, and the, the nuns like texting her through the spiritual forces. <laughs> oh, How bad was that texts? special effect for the text? The text <laughs> effect was like so. It didn't even. I mean, you could just have an actual person on the side texting you on your phone, but no, you gotta have a shitty overlay that looks nothing like any text message I've ever seen. It would and just, Mike, it is, Mike is as God. mad about this text message as I was about rubber. <laughs> not, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think anybody could be as mad about anything <laughs> as you were about rubber. All right, fine. Not I'm even trying to deflect. <laughs> way too sober. Um, anyway. We're way too sober for that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I love the fact that we, we have um, these floating knives. Like, throughout this whole movie, we had floating crosses and floating knives, and it got to this point, and we're just like, fuck it. We're going to throw all this furniture at you. <laughs> we're just, like, throwing chairs yep. at this woman. <laughs> and she's like, oh! Throwing chairs. A clothes rack! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they just pulled um, the clothes rack at her. They were like, here you go! <laughs> they The one, I will say, going on to the text message uh, rant, Mike, is they do it in a lot of movies, but I hated it, especially on this one. They would answer a call by just opening up their phone. You could just be on the fucking phone and call somebody. <laughs> it was just like, it was like a home screen. I love it, too, because like I was kind of like, this is the point where I was just trying to like look for stuff to make fun of. Like there was points when Kate was on the phone and like her cheek would like touch the screen and it would like shift the Open screen. Up a <laughs> it was like so bad, and yeah. I loved every second of it. Yeah, they do it a lot in a bunch of movies. You could just literally call somebody. It doesn't take more than a second. Call somebody on set and just have it open. Like it, it come on, we all know what it all looks like. But either way, so um, we get uh, uh, we we get Kate shows up at this. Uh, I think it's their house, but it looks more like a gymnasium. This is this is where the Terra, you feel like getting high or whatever. Um, she makes it into the house. She finds Father Brock. She gets the whip. Uh, uh, she gets she gets called by Father Brock, and she's hiding in the house, and she has her phone on loud, and it just sounds like a, a, a normal ring phone, which I, I was like, nobody has that. It's fine. Um, they didn't want to get in trouble for using the, the Apple, like, uh, standard ringtone. Um, so... Father Brock grabs a knife, and I was like, okay, he's actually trying to murder somebody. Good. Uh, he heads upstairs. Uh, he goes, where is it? And then goes, grrr. <laughs> and she pops out of the closet. Uh, she runs away. She finds Tara in a big room. And then some of the, uh, they escape, and then they end up in, like, a boiler room. And, uh, no, I think she's still inside the thing. It doesn't really fucking matter. But the line is, from Father Brock, she, he gets confronted by Kate. And he says, I am a superhero of heaven. 
And then he says, you'll be burned by the devil and fucked by the monster cocks of hell. I just hope I can see it. Yeah, he got real <laughs> graphic <laughs> with those dicks, like real graphic. Yes. <laughs> then he said, God is a fucking murder machine. And um, Kate Kate gets stabbed. Uh, they run through the house trying to make it out. Uh, and that this is where they end up in the basement. They get a close up of the stab wound, which is like just an oozing it's just like it's like ketchup coming through like a piece of fake skin you ever like have a ketchup packet where you you tear it off a little bit but you don't quite catch the whole thing so you got a little pinhole and you're trying to squeeze it out that's what this looked like um we get we get a bunch of hisses from the nun she just literally just and then <laughs> and then she explains her death which apparently it, it doesn't really matter but she just got set aflame and blah 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 she hisses again um and then I, she realizes that uh, Father Brock's not too great, and so she throws some rebar through his hands, just like a Jesus, and just uh, hits like a, a Jesus, just like a Jesus, and then hits him in the head with a cinder block. And then yeah. somebody says, "Whore." I have that. I, who says that? Is that Father? Probably one of the fathers. Yeah, I think Father. Well, I think the other father's dead, so it's got to be Father Brock. He just goes whore, and then he dies. Yeah, that was um, his last line. Oh, oh well, yeah, and then they they whip the nun until she lights on fire. Yeah, um, there was some the, something about flares in there. I don't remember exactly what it was about same. flares, but I was like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, she gave up. She basically at some point, uh, I forget who said so one Tara or Kate. One of them stopped protecting the other one, and she gave. She had the whip, and she stopped like trying to have the whip, and she did something with the flare, and yeah, that that's the that's it. Yeah, yeah, I no, don't she, know, she but struck, um, I do. Father there Brock. was a... yeah, she stuck. She struck Father Brock in the face, you know, while she was like giving up the whip. Yeah, it was a very confusing exchange. But when did the players oh. become a part of like, you know, integral to the story? That's I, what I, was I don't know. I don't. I I legitimately don't know. It just was. I, I probably skipped over it, but I think that was um, just because uh, they were trying to find something to use in the movie. And just some random guy on set was like, I got these flares in my trunk. Who could maybe do something with those? <laughs> um, and then we got, um, I did, th- we have Tara, we have Tara turning around and she's like smiling. And then she looks down at Kate and she's like, oh yeah, the stab wound. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kate and Tara kiss and then Kate dies. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole fucking movie. That's all two hours of it. Don't watch it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So this is where we're going to talk about uh, cinematography. Um, there was none. This is where we're going to talk about special effects. There was only <laughs> there was, there was really a lot of special effects, but they were all equally and progressively worse no, 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 as no, the no. movie went on. No, they were bad, and then they were great, and then they were terrible. I don't think they were ever great. No, they were no, never. No. Really- there, there was that one. There was one time where it was good, and that was with a would- transgender woman. Or the person who was transitioning. Like, that was pretty good, I thought. I genuinely thought that was pretty good. I would say competent. The word would be competent. I don't know if it would be something. Competent is more accurate. Competent to middling. For this this movie, movie, I'm going to give that gold. uh, For this movie, that was like avatar level special. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also, I also want to give it up for that decapitated head. I thought that looked pretty good for what. You're a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the blood good. spurt, oh, wow. oh. the, the, 
the like obvious uh, cornstarch and and red food coloring on the wall that was bad, but the the decapitation was pretty good. I thought it was funny, and it was again all these like bad cuts led to like more comedy than this movie was intending, which I'm cool with. Um, but yeah, special effects, uh, and then sound and music. It was all bad. It was there. There was very little music. It was all terrible, and like I said, the audio didn't line up half the time with the with the mouse because of the ADR, and they just they didn't do a good job. Yeah, agreed. It was very bad. So uh, I think that's going to go ahead and lead us over to our rating scale. Uh, Dan, what you got this week? Okay. So so I always try to – sometimes it doesn't work out. I always try to find something creative in it. Sometimes it's very uh, surface level. Sometimes it's not. So I really looked at this movie, and I was like trying to find something really deep with this. But then I got distracted uh, because the movie's not good. So I went in, and I started – googling and i was like what kind of whip is that and i found cat of nine tails and i was like oh man cat of nine tails whip that could be interesting and then i was like oh man look look at all this etymology of it oh it first appeared in 1681 in reports of a london mer-. and then my mail came in and i was like oh the mail's here all right well let me go get the mail <laughs> so i went over and got the mail and i went oh my gosh my magic cards because i play magic gathering so i was like my magic cards finally came in and i was like oh well let me let me check out my cards oh good okay i got this iridescent horn beetle return of the wild speaker oh inspiring call i've been looking forward to that for my azuri deck oh but let me tell you what is inspiring call is it's one in it it's two in a green uh, for an instant, and it says draw a card for each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it, and those creatures gain indestructible until the end of turn. Uh, so, guys, I'm going to say zero to three for Inspiring Call. How much mana would you spend on this? <laughs> your explanation of your rating scale for this week is about as coherent as this movie was. <laughs> yeah. So I do respect it. And I do respect the fact that you didn't... I thought you were going to take the obvious and easy rating scale this week cat of nine cat of nine tails zero to nine but i appreciate nope. your zero to three scale <laughs> with something exactly about magic cards and mana yep um I'll, I'll guess i'll start um you've summoned my trap card is my answer great yeah that that's, that's it fair. Very good. Okay. so let, let's move to chris <laughs> Uh, my response is I will place this card face down and end my turn. Great. These are great <laughs> answers. Um, and I understand it. Uh, Mike. Okay. I would give the spookiness an overall zero because it was not scary at all. I mean, the only thing I feared for was my own mental sanity while watching this movie. <laughs> Uh, overall, another solid zero. This was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I do not say that lightly. There was nearly zero redeeming qualities to this movie. I'm I'm sorry if I'm being a bit too harsh, but there was some genuinely funny things in this movie, but they didn't feel like they were intentional. They felt like this movie was had all the bits to like say we, we, okay, we had a lost episode of Velocipaster. Not a great movie, as much as Jarvis did love it. But that had at least had a lot of self-awareness to it, where it was outrageous and ridiculous for the sake of being funny. This movie was trying to be completely serious and just failed on all attempts at that. And like I said, everything that was funny and like at least broke up the monotony of the pain it was to watch this movie was unintentional and just by happenstance of the poor efforts of the director and writer 
is what made it funny. So that's my spoopiness, zero, and uh, overall movie, zero. And Jarvis, what do you got? All right. Um, first of all, Dan, thank you for that scale. Um, <laughs> I now understand what it sounds like when I try to talk about fantasy sports to people. <laughs> that was a good So one. thanks for that. Um, I'm Okay. I, I don't, you know, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of my notes in here literally say, where do I even start or holy shit. And that's, that's the whole note. So I'm, I'm admittedly frustrated a little bit with this movie and I'll tell you why. Um, I, it's easy to say that there were no redeeming qualities to this film be, because there really aren't, but, but what this film did do is it, is it tried. And what I mean by that is that they went in a certain direction. They took, they, they put us inside this church and I've actually, believe it or not, I am, I am a stark atheist. However, a lot of my childhood, um, my family was trying to reconvert me back into Christianity and they would take me to these cool churches. Places like these exist, um, where it's like, you know, these are guys with tattoos and piercings and they're all just cool and they love Jesus and blah, 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 you know? So that's cool. Right. Um, but places of inclusion like these do exist within, you know, Christianity. So it's interesting that they took this stance and it was kind of like this very serious stance. He tried, he tried to bring, you know, the duality and, you know, kind of like the internal struggle of modern Christianity into the forefront, right? You have people that have, you know, very specific character traits, you know, they're, they're gay, they're transgender, they're not what the church typically meets as far as, you know, what they want as requirements. But then you have to get into, is this a place of inclusion? Or is this, you know, a place of, you know, this is God's word, and we will not deviate from this. So I, I, I kind of like the direction. It's sort of similar in, like, the, the places and the parts of like Evil Dead, and, you know, or deathbed that are frustrating because like, I kind of see where the director was going. I saw the vision, but the budget just didn't allow for it. You know, the, the acting was awful and it's frustrating, man. Cause I, I did like portions of what he was doing. Um, there was some dialogue surprisingly that I kind of found sort of redeeming. Yeah. You know, it, it was a surprisingly adequate representation of the conflicting ideologies of the church. You know, when, uh, Father Brock gets up there and he's just like, you know, we are, we're, we're going to the old ways, people like none of this gay bullshit, none of, none of this, none of that. And then she stands up and she begins kind of her argument. And, you know, it, it got worse after that with everyone taking their turn uh, or her, her exchange with her girlfriend when they got home and how, you know, what, why is the church a priority for you instead of me? I love you. The church doesn't accept you. There were bits and pieces. There were like shining little glimmers of like where it wasn't the worst thing ever, but then it goes right back to being the worst thing ever. So anyway, I'm off my tirade. Spoopy meter is zero. Um, overall is zero, but it really tried. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Dan, did you have something for this? Yeah. So um, I I always try to give like a real insightful. I know. Um, yeah, I always try to give like kind of uh, an insightful feedback. So I'll try to do that. Um, uh, give her my review 
based on how the movie is. So I, I really appreciate like the equal representation that the movie's doing. And I, I do like, I'm not super religious, but I, I do appreciate what they were doing with like showing that churches aren't all like this grim people who, um, who are like out to hurt gay people and like take away the rights and take away birth control and like, Oh, like the tyranny of the world. Uh, and I appreciate that that they're not doing that but g is a chord that you can play on the guitar and usually a g will lead into a c and then a d chord and like that's a normal progression that happens but progression is like something that you need to do when you're playing board games and a really popular one is magic and i love playing magic and in my azuri deck uh i usually like to use triumph of the horde or um a crater hoof behemoth which i know a lot of people say that infect and crater hoof are really like shitty ways to win a game but um yeah butts are cool i like butts um so I think I would give this uh, hockey. Very accurate description of this movie. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think we've all had a pretty good a uh, pretty good response to how this movie made us feel. Yeah. Uh, I I did want to go back to to Jarvis's stuff. I I I I hear and I see what you're saying. And honestly, we've seen some pretty gnarly movies um, overall, and and we will continue to see some pretty ridiculous stuff. I will. I will be the first one here on this podcast to say that when this film turns into some odd cult classic, we were here first. We did it. This movie's bad and you should feel bad for liking it if you do like it. But I see what you're saying about the, the fact that this like what he was trying to do with the church and the inclusiveness or whatever. But I don't think that was the point of the movie. I think the whole point of the movie was just that um, uh, you die if you're a sinner. Yeah. And I think a uh, lot of it is you giving too much credit to what he was saying is if you he could look at it from a, a sub, objective standpoint, say, oh, he may have been trying to do this and try to represent like I think it was Dan that said like the different states of the, the old school church against the new school church and including everybody and this and that. I just think he wanted to make a demon nun movie and have a reason to why the nun is being summoned. I don't think there was any kind of deep seated like allegory to it. I just I can't give him credit for what I didn't see there. The only thing, yeah, because the, the point, only thing I didn't appreciate was, in a serious sense, the only thing I didn't appreciate was naming it Conjuring because I felt like that was trying to take advantage of like a really popular thing that's already there. So like well, that's what 100%. happens. And that happens all the time. Yeah, but like you get like just a shitty Transformers. Movie. Well, you get like Transformers. You get Transmorphers. You get the Avengers movies come out, then you have some movies called The Avenge People comes out, and it's all like knockoff, like Kmart versions of your know, Captain America and Iron Man. It's just like, especially with the low budget movies, it's just a marketing technique, wait, and that's how they do wait, it. Wait, that's the how new you know Avenge you... People out? Holy shit. The Avenge People is out. Yeah, the Avenge People. We have uh, <laughs> Captain Florida City. Captain Flydown. You have. Keep uh, going. There's only 20 more. I wonder who you are, woman, right? Are they, I wonder who you are, woman. Are it's, they it's fighting the green scale? Yeah, it's, it's a crossover movie. Then you have Lead Man. Who, who can forget about Lead Man? Oh, Lead Man. Uh, he's a, oh. It's a very heavy character. If you lick him, then you become stupid in 50 years. It's great. And you become poison, yeah. Then what was it? It was the um, Red Witch. 
who can forget mm-hmm. Red Witch. And who's another one? I'm, lo- I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Kyle but, uh, will eventually just cut us off, but let's keep going for a little while. Yeah, for the love of <laughs> God. No, I'm just going to go ahead and end it here. Um, it, so, <laughs> again, th- thanks for listening to this one. Uh, the movie was uh, not great. If you get a chance, don't do it, unfortunately. I- I'd like to support, um, you know, people who are just trying to get into the film industry or whatever. But honestly, when you're trying to tell a story and then you get nothing across besides the fact that um, it was a movie that exists and it took two hours to, to go through my existence, then I, I can't support you that long. Um and yeah, so I do want to thank uh, our the the folks who have uh, helped out this podcast a little bit. Uh, this movie is actually suggested by a friend, Joe. Thank you, I guess. And uh, I do also want to thank Connor McLeod for our uh, our artwork and uh, Andrew Cavanaugh for our uh, intro and outro music. You can find all the information inside of our podcast. Reach out to us on all the things, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, come say hi to us next time you want to hear a movie. Uh, Chris... Do you have something to say to the lovely folks? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Uh